1969, Leonard Ravenhill scanned the cultural horizon inside the church, the evangelical church. And that great prophet of God declared, I seriously doubt that 5% of the people filling the pews in evangelical churches will make it to heaven. I, I think the church had a greater impact in the world. And I don't know. Let me see if I'm at Dominion Camp meeting. I think the church had a greater impact on the world when the church was the least like the world. Oh, you're not shouting now. The Holy Ghost does not come to make bad men good. The spirit that's in this room tonight comes to make dead men live. Yeah, I know where I'm going. You will be irreversibly, undeniably, unequivocally set upon a collision course with the forces of darkness tonight. The issue is, they're not out there. They're right up in here. Oh, I got some stuff to preach. You may be seated. George Whitfield, uh, he didn't have five million followers on IG. That's how you gauge your success. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. Just touch somebody. Touch somebody and tell them, okay, it's gonna be like that. So go ahead and take your shoes off because I'm not going to step on them. I'm going to stomp them. God did not raise me back from the dead and give me my voice back to play with you. Revival is not when the world gets right. Revival is when the church gets saved. George Whitfield said, I love those that thunder out the word of God. Pulpits used to thunder. Now they whisper like ghosts. The Holy Ghost used to come on full. And they would dance, a dance nobody taught. I know all y'all getting on line, watching somebody's dance, playing it in slow motion. If I'm lying, I'm dying. We manifest a mechanical gift, a memorized shout, a taught tongue. and a learned dance. Touch your neighbor and say, uh, what are we doing? Look back at him and say, what you doing? How 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 you
I don't have to shuck to be anointed. It's not the words I say, it's what's on what I say. I'm not trying and attempting to impress you with silvery tongued eloquence, nor my outfit, nor my manicured nails. The church attempting to imitate the world is no different than a man attempting to imitate a hog. You're not shouting now. I got some stuff in here. Whitfield said that because he said the church is asleep and it will take a loud voice to awaken her. Too many dark sanctuaries, too much hiding behind our walls. Preacher, you are called to preach the gospel. You are not called. You are called to feed the sheep, not entertain the goats. You don't look like the sheep. Do some of you good to figure out the average income of the people that give you money and then drive what they drive. Why don't you shop where they shop? Why don't you wear what they wear? Why don't you for once in your ministry, since you made it, identify with them? Not the goats, the sheep. Somebody need to preach some stuff. I don't know what we did with our Bibles. Come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord of hosts. What fellowship has light with darkness or the sons of God with the sons of hell? Look at Clint Brown, if I'd have said that in 1995, they'd have ripped the pews out the floor but we don't know how to respond to the gospel anymore. Okay, let me get into some stuff. I, I took a photograph not long ago. I went out here. I like to be out in the woods and uh, I'm wandering through the woods and I, come, I came across a, a tombstone. You just call me Tombstone Rod. I, I like to look at tombstones. I said, I like to look at tombstones. Why would you like to look at tombstones? They remind me. That PRP was born in 1957 on January the 13th. And then there's a dash. But that dash will be written on the other side too. You are not long for this world. And the book said God is angry with the wicked every day. Tweet that. soul that sinneth, it shall die. Sin, when it is finished, is like a mouth 
full of gravel. Put that with your beautiful picture of your abs on your IG. Put some clothes on. You don't even know how to shout. You at Dominion Camp meeting at PRP, got the pulpit, a microphone, and a Bible. I found a tombstone. It is still appointed unto men once to die. Job said, when I consider the Lord, I call him my lover. I write songs that people make love to about him. This is what you call the apostolic anointing. I know you ain't seen it for a while. Mm. I'm gonna get help from somewhere. I went out, I do it all the time. There's a tombstone just down from my home, less than half a mile. The person buried there was born in 1776. This one I came across the other day was of a veteran of the Revolutionary War. Now to get there, you gotta go over the river and through the dale. And grandmama's house is left in ruin. But when you get there, you find out that he fought that war here in America over 250 years ago. Uh, there's no one living that remembers him. Nobody shows up on the 30th of May with posies and roses and decorates his grave. His legacy has vanished from the earth. And someday, yours will too. There's coming a time when you won't be the hot thing, the new thing, the cool thing. There's coming a time when the clothes you're wearing at Dominion Camp Meeting tonight will look stupid. The only thing remaining is a little lonely pillar on a windswept hillside, signifying nothing more than an unknown someone who lived and died and is now forgotten. Much the same way as I look at the modern church, as I watch online, I have the opportunity to be around preachers or other believers. I see what masquerades as the Christian church in this post-modern, post-Christian world. I, I perceive two mighty pillars. They're still standing, but barely. Only a handful of folks, only a handful of churchgoers know what they even represent, and even fewer care to be concerned about them. Mighty pillings anchored in the bedrock of truth have disappeared from our pulpits and are at this very, very moment in danger of being discarded entirely without anyone left to even mourn their passing. We are in a generation 
that has no idea what Pastor Tommy Bates is doing right now on the front row because they never heard it. They have never seen anybody weep in the presence of God on the 42nd row while the pastor is giving the altar call until men shake in their seats. I need some water, son. Are y'all okay? Touch your neighbor and tell him, cheer up. It's gonna get worse. Psalm chapter 11 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? I'll tell you what they do. They throw the doors open to the world and do their very best to imitate what's going on out there, to try to get the goats in the room so they can count the valley of dead bones. Half the preachers in the room mad at me already. Two foundational, fundamental columns of true biblical Christianity have been insulted. I preached a message long, long ago on being born again. My Facebook blew up with criticisms. How can you say that? That word is so offensive. The problem in the 21st century church is that we have exchanged that convicts me with that offends me. offended that you're offended. Jesus said the gospel is a rock of offense. What gospel are you preaching? Who has so easily bewitched you? Are you preaching for them or for him? God, I want to preach up here. Two columns of biblical Christianity insulted, mocked, renamed, rebranded. The gospel doesn't need a new definition. It just needs you to demonstrate it. We need to see some blind eyes open and some deaf ears open. We have had it with your 20 minutes of nothing. If I want to go to business school, I'll go to community college. When I come to church, I want the power of God. Some of y'all ought to already be repenting. What if there were no lights? What if there was no Travis Green and Tasha Cobbs and Harvest Music Live? What if there were no padded pews? What if there were no PA system? What if there was nobody for you to show off to? What if there was no Christian TV? How would you build a church? Let me tell you how your church is supposed to grow. Like that boy right there on the third row who went to a city where he knew no one. He did no demographic study. Dear God, what would you preachers do if you couldn't go to a pastor's seminar somewhere? I'll tell you what you do. 
if you are called, which I sincerely doubt. If you are called, you couldn't get away from it. You couldn't go sell insurance. You couldn't be a movie director. You, not if you were called. You'd be crying out, God, give me souls or let me die. Be seated. Say 100 million. No, I want, I want to hear you say that. 100 million. Uh, break it down. Say 300,000. Just let it sink in. One million people, three hundred thousand human persons, two hundred. The average church in America is 75, 85 percent of our churches are in decline. It takes 100 churches one year and $100,000 each to win one soul to Christ. Why are you quiet? Oh, but we got Instagram and Facebook. Oh, those numbers, let break it down, 200. I mean, what's that? 200 people. That's this little section right here. Does anyone know what those numbers are? Don't answer because you don't. Because ain't nobody to talk about that. Uh -uh. They won't put you on TV talking about that. In fact, they throw you off. I know. You didn't make me, you can't break me. Say one million. Say one, say 300,000. Say 200. Be seated. Run up here, Deborah. Stand up. Pastor Manny, Miss Hannah, if you're in here, there they are. So we got a little church in Elkhart, Indiana, about 300. Oh, what's up? About 300 people. About 300 people is what's there. I'm, I'm not lying. Well, we've got to somewhere close to almost in the neighborhood of a thousand. No, you don't. No, you don't. Ezekiel, I'm going to talk to you in a minute. So, Miss Deborah, I wanted to go preach a soul winning night in our church because that's what I do. Think real quick. Every person think real quick. If you knew Jesus was coming tomorrow and you're in a church, how many evangelists could you call that could do anything about it? Our pastors don't give altar calls. Our churches have done away with their altars. That's why there's no sacrifice. That's why you gotta have next steps and first steps and triple steps and do the coochie coochie to try to get people to come back to church cause they, cause they didn't get it the first time. And you counted them and checked them off and now you're trying to teach them how to be saved. They ain't saved. They made a decision. A decision is a conclusion. Out 
after consideration. You ain't saved. You hear me, RJ? They not saved. Why are they fornicating? They not saved. Let me tell you when you can stop repenting. Tweet this. I want every church in America to hear me. Here's when you can stop repenting. When you stop sinning. I ought to have 50 people running the aisle right now. Oh, but we got them coming. Okay, Ezekiel. So I call the best evangelist I know. The best. The best. She wins more people to Jesus than most people will win in their lifetime by accident. Right down the road here was the largest sex trafficking ring in the state of Ohio. This woman and Valor Christian College students shut it down. It's gone. The strip club two miles from this tabernacle is closed because this woman and those students went into the thing and the owner got on his knees and accepted Christ and shut the place down and the dancers are now church members. Excuse me while I interrupt church with the gospel. Go, not sit, go, run. So we went over that little church. How many people did we have born again? Over three. What? Okay. There's a Valor Christian College graduate, campus pastor over in Elkhart. So, how many? No, I need a microphone. Because I want somebody to hear. Well, we only got 300 members. How many did we win in a week? 670 people in six days. See, you don't know if I was bopping you on the head, you'd be. If I was telling you, you're going to prosper, you'd be. All of heaven rejoices over one soul. Will he not leave the 99? Will he not get out of his pulpit? Will she not get out of her seat? Will they not go into the highways and hedges and find that one? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Shove somebody. I don't know what to say to him. Just say something. If you're okay, shout now. Okay. These pillars are left on the ash heap of a culture-pleasing, seeker-sensitive, user-friendly, emerging church. In their place, nothing but shadows of the real gospel. Nothing but shadowy, stalking, haunting ghosts filling pews. The twin power pillars I'm talking about are these. Number one, shout number one. Number one, the absolute necessity of heart conversion. Something Jesus branded, for you rebranders, Jesus branded it, you must be born 
again. Hey, you're not shouting now. Somebody didn't know that was in the Bible. It's in, it's in John chapter 3. Shout, be born again. Oh, I'm born again. No, you made a decision. That's why the devil has so much victory over you. That's how come you can't just walk over to the fire, because there ain't none, and shake the viper off. Some of you have been fighting the same devil for the last 25 years. I got news for you. You get what I'm talking about tonight, you won't fight him tomorrow. Look, they don't even know how to fight. You want a formula, you want a plan. Good God Almighty. Secondly, secondly, reserved for Sunday night in a back room or a home group. Because we ain't got no time for him. I'm talking about the mighty flowing over the sapphire sill of heaven's gate. Old-fashioned baptism in the Holy Ghost. But I talk in tongues. So do Germans, as far as I can tell. Where's your fruit? This is not about the Holy Ghost. Oh, look at them. They got the Holy Ghost. You cut a rug in church and disturb everybody, Vonnie. But got no oil. Because they think they're supposed to entertain the goats. And me and you, we about preach to the sheep and win the lost. And that's it. Well, I thought I was going to come to Dominion Camp Meeting and hear something new. That's your problem. You always looking for some new thing. The new thing is the old thing. A wise man once said, what we need to do is recognize the main thing is making the main thing the main thing. I don't care about how much you shouting and dancing. How full are your altars? Well, we don't have an altar. Look, some people when I first met you, you were full of the Holy Ghost. Tonight you're gonna get saved. What? I said, tonight you're gonna get saved. Jesus said it very clearly at the very beginning of his ministry. The first thing that he said, repent. Yeah, that goes over big. When's the last audio series you bought on repentance? Oh, that don't sell. So you a hireling. Oh, it's quiet up in here, man. It's quiet up in here. At the beginning of his ministry, you must be born again. I found out something about born again, folk. You don't have to invite him back to church. You save all kind of money on lazy staff, pushing papers around, making follow-up calls. When I got what I got on the sawdust tray, what nobody knocked on my door next week. I need every preacher in this place to shout and wave and lose your natural black, white, Spanish, Asian mind.
I like Barney. I ain't got to wear no makeup. And I'll shout my hair down right up in here on national television and make a homosexual declare that's the Holy Ghost. You bunch of lily-livered preachers. Homosexuality is an abomination. Quit courting it. Quit appeasing it. Quit telling your young people. It's a... Abortion is murder. Oh, I can't say that. Some of you nervous right now. We gonna put your face on the camera while I'm safe. Oh, he a man of God. He full of the Holy Ghost. He got so much revelation. He ain't got revelation enough to stay out of bed with somebody else's wife. Oh, you ain't shouting. Well, he made a mistake. No, he needs to get born again. I remember a time when if the preacher said divorce from this pulpit, half the church had fall on their face in intercession. God didn't change. The gospel has not changed. I thought Dominion camp meeting would be the place we could start a revolution. A revolution of purity, a revolution of holiness, a revolution of seeking the face of God, a revolution of Holy Ghost power. The beginning of his ministry said this, be born again. When's the last time you took your 20 minutes for that? When's the last time you started counting salvations instead of attendance? Hey, you the very ones prayed for me that God would give me my voice back. You didn't think he'd change it, did you? I don't know how long I've been preaching and I don't care. You get hungry, go get a hot dog and come back. You'd stop feeding that belly of yours a little bit and go on a true fast instead of a diet strike against God. I'm so tired of flesh, I could vomit it back up. This book says, let no flesh glory in my sight. Put some clothes on you in the pulpit. Okay, be seated. Beginning of his ministry, what did he say? What did he say? Scream it. Say it again. Say it again. At the end of his ministry, just before his foot took off from this earth, he said, and you shall receive power. How many devils you cast out this week? 
How many bottles of oil you emptied this week? What? What? I thought we were supposed to go to the bowling alley. I thought we were supposed to have family day. I thought Sunday was family day. Bozo the clown and Fufu the dog. And no power. I call you tonight back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at Ezekiel. Look at Ezekiel 37. And God carried me out in the spirit. I laid hands on Miss Judah Jacobs right up here in the spot one time. Right up here. Now, I don't know what you do in your Sunday morning service. Oh, but this is the new thing. I had five services in 1986. You weren't born. There's nothing new under the sun. That's your problem. You think you're so cutting edge. There's nothing that is that hadn't been. Grow up, man. Grow up. Huh? What's she say? I'm walking heavy. I don't know what that means, but I ain't hip. I ain't, hip. I ain't relevant. I ain't relevant. That's what they tell me. You ain't relevant. You don't even know what relevant is. You think relevance what you wear in your light show. I dare you to compare your light show to the club in Vegas. What do you want to give that to people for? What's that about? Well, we attract them with that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Here's how you attract them. Teach your people that the reason they're still left on this earth after they get born again is to go out there and get somebody born again. That's not even what the church service is for. That's just you using the excuse for them to win them. It's good preaching. Huh? I said it. Let me get through a little bit of Ezekiel. So hit his cat go, and God lift him up and set him down in your Sunday morning, sir. A valley, it was full. First thing I ask every preacher, how you doing? Oh, we're full Sunday. Full of what? You, you, you fool, all right. <laughs> Bringing them in like they're going to a gas station. Quiet up in here. Yeah. A valley fool. Fool. Man, we'd have put that on Facebook. We fool. We overflowing. Can you imagine the sight that Ezekiel saw? Sat down in a valley, a valley full. We're talking mountain high. The prophet is standing there looking at mountains of dead human bones. Book said they were dry. They were very dry. I've been there. I preached there a time or two. Very dry, very dry. And then God said to Ezekiel, Pro 
prophesy. Lost everybody there. Prophesy. Prophesy. Not at the pastor's conference. Prophesy to these dead bones. Ezekiel today would have written a book. Here's what I believe. If Jesus of Nazareth preached the modern pulpit message, he'd have never been crucified. I believe that. He would have never been crucified. What would they crucify you for? Well, I was with the governor. Yeah, he a drunk. Well, uh, this entertainer come to our church. Really? Really? So that's what you want your people to emulate. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. The Kardashians are not your model. Some ball player is not your example. Oh man, I'm, all right, I'm gonna dig myself out now. So he said, shout, be born again. All oh, those numbers I gave you, 100 million. 300,000, 200. Remember, you didn't know what they were? Let me share it with you. This year, one million people walking this planet right now will end up in hell in one year. One million. I expected it to get quiet. Listen, folks, you heard me in that little clip. Lord, in your name, we had a big crowd. We cast out devils. Yeah, but uh, you forgot. Uh, that was my name. And I don't know you. One million people this year will spend eternity in hell, which you backslidden, filthy lying, deceiver, devil with flesh wrapped around you, telling people there is no hell. Just cause you ain't had a vision of it, cause you ain't called, does not make it any less real. And God will require their blood at your head. You're not getting off. Look, they don't even shout. Cause half of them believe it. Half of them believe it. Kill your baby, you're under grace. Commit adultery, you're under grace. My spirit shall not always strive with man. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment now. Then, the judgment. Let me tell you, you will bow now, or you will bow later. God is not impressed with your show. He's not impressed with the size of your congregation. He's not impressed what church you go to. It is entirely possible 
to lose members and gain anointing. I don't want to sit by the devil every service. Homosexuals ought to be nervous in your service. Well, we are welcoming. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you're against me, if you're not for me, you're against me. Well, you need to get a revelation of love. God loved your sin-sick, desperate, depraved, dying, destitute, diseased soul enough to raise me back from the dead to make sure you never know what hell looks like. Hell. So the bones came together and there was a great noise. Sounds like church, don't it? A lot of noise, man. There was a lot of noise when that junior prophet was cutting that tree down. Chips were flying everywhere. There was a lot of commotion. Some have mistaken rattle for revival. Some have mistaken action for unction. Hell is real. Hell is real. Three hundred thousand people a day are going there. Two hundred a minute. And that's if you count every person, Roman Catholic, Jehovah's Witness, Christian nations, as saved. So multiply at times about 10. But we're having church. Everybody knows our name. Ooh. We selling sermon series. Hell. I came to the camp meeting, got just what I needed, a vision of hell. Well, we don't want that. Well, you, you don't understand, Pastor. Uh, we, 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 we are inclusive. Oh, I thought you believed the gospel. Please show me where the gospel is inclusive. Please find me one verse in your Bible that tells you the church is supposed to be inclusive. Jesus said, I dare you to try to get in this thing. Because this is exclusive. It's exclusive. Here's how he said you could get in. Die. So Ezekiel says, okay, be seated. All you dry bones, 
come together. So they did. Made a great noise. Church loves that. Lots of noise. Lots of noise. Then, then, book said, Ezekiel prophesied again as he was commanded. What's the last message you got from God? Stood on the internet. A message born in the mind touches the mind. A message born in the heat and the fire of the Holy Ghost in a heart changes hearts, changes lives. This is about life change. Okay, I'm hurrying. So Ezekiel, I feel you getting tired, you know. You're used to that 20 minutes. So, 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 so. They came together. Ezekiel prophesied again. Like, after you get born again, then I need to prophesy to you again and get you full of the Holy Ghost. Then the Bible said there came a wind after flesh came on the bones. Don't just be satisfied with the bones and don't be satisfied with the flesh. The Spirit came. I said the Holy Ghost came. And then the bones lived. And rose up an exceeding great army. Isaiah prophesied for years upon years upon years upon years until you come to Isaiah chapter 6. Now in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1, your Bible records words along these lines. And in the year King Uzziah died. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and the train of his garment filled the temple. Wait a minute. You said Isaiah prophesied all the way up to chapter 6. He did. Without any knowledge of God. Religion will tell you all about God. They will teach you and teach you and teach you and teach you and teach you how to love your wife. Ain't nobody got to tell me how to love my wife. I'm a born again man. Oh, there, my daughter. She is the most beautiful shade of black. But she, my daughter. And I didn't go to nary a one racial reconciliation seminar to fall in love with her. I love her because I can't help it. And there is no such thing as a black church. And if you go to an all black one, something wrong. And if you go to an all-white one, something wrong. And if you go to an all-Spanish one, something wrong. If you want to see racial reconciliation, look around. It's called the gospel. No, I'm getting, I'm getting stirred up. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.